0: everybody welcome to another exciting edition of words images and worlds delighted on this episode to be talking with author and artist Nidhi Chanani. Nidhi welcome thank you for jumping in and thank you for talking with me for a few minutes.
1: Yeah thanks for having me and if you hear any meows in the background that is my cat Rainbow.
0: Absolutely if you hear any little growls or barks in the background I am joined by one of my schnauzers right now Uh, who's sort of on backup vocals for the show. So this is just the evening life of having the Zoom pets around. It totally
1: works.
0: (laughs) So I first became acquainted with your work. uh, Probably Pashmina was the first thing that I saw because for a while I was a literacy professor and um, comics and graphic novels were a big area of what I tried to encourage people to read and check out for classroom libraries. Um, So beautiful work in Pashmina and then jukebox, Followed not too long after, the thing that I love about Jukebox is the playlist. Just such a very cool idea to include the playlist along with the work. Um, So sending love for both of those books. But I know that we're also talking about some other works this evening. So I I won't crowd up the conversation too much with those, but just to um, sort of click like on both of those. Um, So curious about what drew you to the world of comics, uh, visual storytelling, the written word?
1: Yeah. So I've always been a very big book nerd. Um, I average anywhere from, well, now it's a little bit less, but it used to be an average of about a hundred books a year, but mm-hmm. um, now it's a little less because I have to make the books um, and take <laughs> right. long breaks from reading things. So that doesn't skew my own perception of my own work. Um, but so that's kind of what drew me to the written word and comics. I really didn't start exploring till my late 20s because I had kind of perceived comics as really just your superhero Marvel DC Mm -hmm. universe. Um, And I think, you know, that's not wrong. Growing up in the 80s and 90s, that was predominantly what was available. But it was American-born Chinese that really drew me in. And once I read that, I kind of had this brain explosion um, of, whoa, you can do so much with this medium. Mm -hmm. And I kept reading more and more graphic novels. um, And I never in my life thought that I would make them.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit of a process, right? The graphic novel. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's a lot of process. That's what I thought. Um, yeah, yeah. And at the time when I was reading, um, when I was just exploring all the the world of graphic novels, I had zero art skills. Nobody believes me. I mean, they really should because I'm telling the truth. <laughs> um, but I was in my late twenties when I went into art school, and I didn't really think that um, I could make graphic novels with it. I was really Interested in picture books mm-hmm. and uh, comics was kind of like a distant thought, but the more I went into it, the more I was attracted to the idea of telling a longer story. So,
0: yeah, love it, love it. Uh, so I am curious. The next question was going to be a little bit about that process and and how it differs for you from working in picture books to the sort of the slog, the process of the graphic novel.
1: Um, yeah, it is definitely a slog, <laughs> but, you know, picture books can also be kind of sloggish. They're quicker, mm-hmm. so they don't feel the same because it's not over the course of many years. I can finish a picture book, um, like painting a picture book or drawing a picture book. I can finish in anywhere from three to six months, depending mm-hmm. on how fast editorial is. So compared to three or four years (laughs) um, for a graphic novel, it seems like not as much of a slog, but there are lots of processes in picture books that are similar to comics in that, you know, refining really what the moments are, um, and you know, kind of iterating, right? So really mm-hmm. figuring out what's the right drawing for this line. Um, I see picture books more like poetry and graphic novels as novels. So mm-hmm. um, the weight is different. You can kind of have some pages in a comic that aren't fabulous, right? They're just there to move the story forward. Mm-hmm. Whereas a picture book, because it's such a limited amount of space, every page has to matter um and so (laughs) it's kind of a lot of pressure so it's just a different um each one is a different beast
0: yeah yeah Uh, that's a great description i love the the poetic approach and i'd never thought about picture books as being sort of the showcase each page but that makes Mm -hmm. a lot of sense
1: Yeah. yeah yeah
0: Um, so I'm a fan of graphic novels, visual storytelling, picture books, all as a reader, but also as a teacher. And I also am a fan of series books because I know how powerful that is for readers of all ages to connect with the series. So I want to shout out Super Boba Cafe, as well as Shark Princess, because those are uh, more recent titles that are out there as well. So um Curious about what you hope readers take away from these two entries.
1: Well, I I will answer that, but I'm curious um what you said. You Uh said I'm a fan of series because of what they bring to readers. And I'm curious what you feel like it brings to you or to the students that you teach. I'm fascinated by that.
0: I, I love it. I'll be glad to answer that. So I know when I get it's always that quest for like the book that's going to connect with Mm -hmm. a reader and so I know that when I find one that's that's a win it's a definite win but when I've got one that's connected to an entire unfolding series there's even more story to encounter sort of like when I was a a kid and I saw the movie The Never Ending Story and I thought this is it it's perfect I found it (laughs) and then it ended and I was like what happened
1: I had no idea
0: Um, so it's that and of course as a reader I always want more of something that I enjoy as well
1: yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and so I'm um, yeah, and uh, also a huge fan of Neverending Story, and what a bait <laughs> and switch in the title, um, you know, but uh, but yeah, it's interesting because Shark Princess is my first series, and it's uh, an earlier. It's an early reader, so it's a younger demographic for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the time that I pitched Shark Princess, you know, that space was also a little underdeveloped. And now I feel like it's it's exploding, Um, which, you know, has its own challenges. Shark Princess is very dear to my heart because I love the ocean and I love sharks and I just thought how fabulous it would be to have two friends who are self-ordained princesses going out and having adventures in the ocean and you know the the kind of friendship that you see between mac and katana is one that i think that doesn't necessarily need to live in a one-off you know it can continue on and there's so much um kind of science information that i kind of slide into the story it's not really what the story is about. It really is much more a social emotional story um, because they're two very different friends. And this is something that I notice in myself. It's something that I notice in my daughter's life is that these kind of opposites attract. Um, Mm -hmm. And when that happens, which is, I think, very natural, um, there's also a lot of friction, a lot of misunderstanding. And so with Katana and Mac, it's really just this journey of exploring the ocean, but also understanding each other and how to be better friends. Um, So I think that it's really fun to do because I get to draw all this awesome stuff and I get to do (laughs) ocean research and pretend that I'm a marine biologist. I'm absolutely not. Um, but you know, putting all these different fish in, um, and, uh, kind of educating, uh, you know, the reader about underwater volcanoes, um, you know, different kinds of fish, different things that that fish eat, um, all that is going into it. But it's also at the core, just a friendship story, which is I love relationships and I love exploring them. So that's what that's, that um, series means to me, I guess. Um, I love it's love like, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun to draw sharks all day.
0: I know. <laughs> this is good this is good
1: um it's also a huge challenge by the way
0: uh, i was just imagining trying to draw one yeah yeah
1: yeah drawing hammerhead shark from profile view is probably one of the most obnoxious things i've ever decided to do to myself <laughs> um so you know it, It requires me to watch a lot of shark videos, which is also not a bad thing to do with your day. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And then Super Boba Cafe is my third middle grade graphic novel and my first middle grade series. And so um, it's really interesting because I feel that Peshmina and Jukebox each had its kind of place in where I was as a storyteller, and what I was thinking about. Um, I was thinking a lot about identity and kind of the need that I felt to see an Indian American story um, in the graphic novel space when I was making Pashmina. And then Jukebox was very much born of this kind of almost 180 from Pashmina, which (laughs) was that You know, we are more than our identities and we can go on adventures and we can time travel Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. and also just this kind of conversation that I constantly have of how music is history and music is very much a time capsule and each song is representative of what was going on both musically, right? What music innovations were happening, but also what was happening in America. Um, And so that was really fun for me to do. Super Boba Cafe almost feels like, I don't wanna say it this way, but like a graduation, you know, kind of from these two I made these two books that are almost not in opposition to each other, but kind of in my growth. Um, And then Super Boba Cafe really is me fully kind of exercising all my storytelling, all the humor, Mm
0: -hmm. all of
1: this kind of, I don't think that it's a book that I could have made as my first book. You know, yeah, yeah. um, it's something that I had to work up to. And it's very much a story about a grandmother and a granddaughter who are running a boba cafe in San Francisco, but it's also not, it's an adventure, it's full of prairie dogs and kittens and <laughs> um a surprise, which I'm trying really hard not to give away.
0: Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. No spoilers. And my-
1: Yeah. And my love of boba, uh, which I just saw this San Francisco Chronicle article that said that San Francisco is the, uh, I guess, per capita has the most boba shops um, in the country. So I feel very justified in setting Mm -hmm. it in San Francisco, (laughs) even though it's my city. So um, kind of makes sense. So I feel like Super Boba Cafe has a lot of humor it's a lot of adventure it still has the identity piece aria the um the main girl in the story is mixed uh chinese indian Mm -hmm. but it's not a part of the story i think the only time it's ever really addressed is maybe in the jacket copy um and so it's but it's about kind of her Trying to understand her nai and <laughs> trying to support her and also trying to understand what was going on with her as she spends the first like long summer with just her nai nai in San Francisco. So that was a long answer.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. And I love <laughs> the, the conversation you have there as far as your growth as an artist and the way that you want to explore topics.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's kind of one of those things that the central themes are kind of always fantasy time travel. So I mean, mm-hmm. some, somebody told me that jukebox technically isn't fantasy because it's science fiction time travel. I'm like, sure, sci-fi, fantasy, <laughs> just sandwich them. I'm not hung up on the um, categories, but I do think that fantasy is this element that I'll always have in my books and relationships and um, kind of family But I do like feeling like I'm growing into this different kind of storyteller.
0: Mm, Yeah. Love that. that. And I would totally group fantasy and science fiction together in, in so many cases too. So (laughs) it works. It's magical. It works. Um, So the last part, and we can hit anything that we've missed, but the last part that I usually ask about are things like, it's sort of the upcoming journeys, um, pieces that you want to impart to readers. So like the creative directions you'd like to take next, uh, upcoming appearances, as well as spaces where you like to connect and share information about what's coming and what you're working on.
1: Yeah. So Super Boba Cafe, as much as I've been talking about it nonstop, it isn't out yet. Um, this is true. It, this is true. it releases on October 24th, pretty close mm-hmm. to Halloween. Um, so I have, a few Bay Area launches. Um, one at uh Mrs. Dalloway's in Berkeley and another one at Linden Tree in Los Altos. And then um I'll be by you actually at Y'all Fest in South uh-huh. Carolina. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Are you in North Carolina right now? Or I is am. that?
0: Yes. Uh-huh.
1: Okay. Yeah. And then um I'll also be at the Texas book festival in Austin. Those two happen in November. Um, So a little bit around uh, Mm -hmm. for super Boba cafe. So that's exciting. And then in the middle of doing all of that, I also am working on super Boba cafe too. (laughs) um, I'm never not working. I recently just approved an announcement for uh, another graphic novel and They got the pub date wrong, but they were like 2027. I was like, wait, no, I thought I was just booked out till 2026. (laughs) Um, So there's a lot coming up and there's a lot percolating. But at the moment, I'm not actively writing anything new, but I have sold another picture book and graphic novel and Shark Princess 3 is out next year. It's just kind of I can go on and on. Um, There's so many books. It's hard for me to keep track, um, which is a good problem to have. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so there's more Shark Princess and more Super Boba coming up.
0: Love it! love it. You you are keeping yourself busy. And I'm wondering if you're I, I suppose you're taking pages and work with you as you're traveling around for the next few months. It's going to be a busy time.
1: I don't actually work on any of my books while I'm traveling.
0: Uh Oh, nice, nice. So you get to sort of recharge in that way.
1: Yeah, if I do work on anything, it's like kind of little one-off comics. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: I am kind of an old lady when it comes to my preferred tools. Mm -hmm. So I only Mm -hmm. make books on my Wacom desktop. Um, For some reason, the iPad just hasn't, I can't, get the quality that i like yeah there's some jitter there that i don't i cannot stand it so i tried once to ink shark princess on the road and i came back and i had to redraw everything um so it is nice to kind of have that separation though
0: yeah yeah i imagine so yeah and those can be the reading times too you were talking
1: Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I got to hit my, my 60, 80, even though I didn't do, I don't do a hundred anymore, but yeah, I got to catch up on my reading.
0: Yeah. Um Web spaces being the last piece there. Um, any place that you'd like to share information because we'll link it in the show notes.
1: Yeah. I, everything can be linked off of my website, which is everydayloveart.com. So it's easy to remember. Um, but I'm also on Instagram at nittyart and I don't think I'm plugging Twitter anymore because yeah it's, it's
0: it's a strange place
1: it's gone yeah. yeah yeah so
0: but thank goodness for Instagram I
1: know <laughs> <laughs> it's just not the same there's uh I mean I'm on blue sky but it's still um invite only and mm-hmm. I think that, that has hindered its growth pretty significantly but I guess they're trying to not have it crash which is good
0: yes Um, yes yeah
1: but yeah we'll see what ends up replacing if anything does
0: true true enough Yeah. yeah well wishing you safe travels and many many more books to come both on the reading side and the creating side and always glad to share about your work i always appreciate what you're doing
1: thank you so much and thanks for having me